Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my birthday solo episode. So I turn 30. Can't believe it. Um, on January 14th, it's a Sunday this year. And I thought this would be a fun idea to go ahead and have a solo episode. Um, I'm going to go over some of the highs and the lows of my 20s, what I'm excited for for my 30s. I have some questions from you guys uh, on some random things that we'll go over too. And um, yeah, when this episode comes out, I'm actually going to be in Miami, Um, Taylor planned a fabulous trip. I've never been to Miami before. Everyone I've ever met has always been like, why the hell have you never been to Miami? It's so your vibe. So I'm fully prepared on ready on going there and falling in love with it and maybe (laughs) wanting to move there. You never know. We'll see. I'm going to be with a lot of my close uh, friends, Uh, everybody that's going. I love so, so much. And it's going to be a fantastic time. And I'm sure I'll never want to drink again. Is January 14th. I was born in 1994, baby. And I want to go over some traits of Capricorn. One, because I just feel super connected to Capricorn, my Capricorn energy right now. Um, I know, duh, like it's my birthday, but I think I saw somewhere on Instagram that like, Capricorn's our moon is finally moving somewhere and we're going to get out of like this 10 year like funk, which, hey, I'm taking whatever I can get. I'm down to do it. So I was born at 3.33 p.m., which is kind of crazy because that's Taylor's special number is 33. And um, I'm an earth sign. I feel super down to earth. They say that Capricorns are really hardworking. We have small circles. We have really high standards. A lot of people say that Capricorns can come off like really cold, which I've gotten so much in my life when I, me and my first boyfriend broke up, even though he cheated on me and I just didn't want to have him back. He literally told me the Kanye song was like, how could you be so heartless? He was like, that is your fucking song. I was like, okay, thanks, loser. But anyway, um, we're really logical. We're really down to earth. I actually think that, not that logic comes to a fault, but like literally when anybody comes to me with any kind of problem or emotion, I'm like thinking the most logical sense. I don't necessarily jump to my emotions right away. I know Taylor and I differ in that way a lot. Um, we also, since we're kind of cold, like I I love physical touch, but it's just not my go-to. That's actually one of the things that I've been working on. I want to be more like physical touch, show that I'm like very, very more emotional and all that good stuff. We're extremely, extremely disciplined. Um, I use this to my advantage all the time. I think this is why I, you know, played softball in college. I've never like lost that workout bug. Just like how I had practice every single day working on little things. I work out almost every single day. I mean, it's definitely not as intense as what I used to do, but I try to stay disciplined every single day when it comes to my eating habits, when it comes to my, you know, the good habits, reading, sleeping. I'm really, really, really disciplined. Um, And that's a trait that I absolutely love about Capricorns. I think discipline is one of the sexiest things in the world. 
Capricorns are also really possessive. Um, I have been possessive my whole life, whether it's about a person, my family, my belongings, my thoughts. I'm like, that's my style. She can't have that shit. Like overly possessive or like, that's what my favorite thing to do right now. Why are they doing it? It's so silly. Never take it personal. I always come around like 24, 40 hours later. I'm like, that's so silly. That's just like your Capricorn energy coming in. But um, hey, we're going to take it. Um, I also wanted to go over some famous Capricorns because it's a good list, you guys. So some famous Capricorns are LeBron James, Discipline, duh, that makes sense. Bradley Cooper is a Capricorn. Denzel Washington's a Capricorn. Michelle Obama is also a Capricorn. And this is a really good one, guys. Blue Ivy is a Capricorn. I think that she is going to be like a new type of celebrity slash superstar that we don't eat. Like we can't even fathom. I just know it with her Capricorn energy. Um, Timothy Chalamet is a Capricorn, which if you kind of know his story, he's been doing all these roles and now he's finally getting big. You stay disciplined, Timothy. Uh, say hi to Kylie for me. Dolly Parton is a Capricorn. Um, Gail King. Martin Luther King was a Capricorn. Come on, you guys. This list cannot get any better. Muhammad Ali, Ricky Martin, and of course, uh, one of my first crushes Ever, Mr. Orlando Bloom was uh, a Capricorn too. Um, cool. Let's go into my lows of my 20s. Um, I think that, you know, obviously Instagram, Instagram is fake, by the way, guys. Like, obviously, I try to keep it super real on my page, but for the most part, um, you're not going to see the real struggles that people are going through and, and all, and all that. So I want to share with you some of the struggles that, um, I had, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. So reflecting on my twenties, I'm going to do, these are like my losses and like my biggest regrets for my twenties. Really try to do my wins and losses, like in a timeline. So I'm starting going way, way back to like the beginning of my 20s. So like 20, 21, when I was still in college. Oh my God. And probably such a little baby. Um, so I went to one school named Indiana Tech. And it was like a really small NAIA school. That's where I met Taylor. She's from that hometown. And I actually got kicked off the softball team there. And this is a huge regret for me because... Basically, I was in a really depressive state. I kind of just came out of like a really bad breakup towards the end of my college career. And it was literally my senior year. I had one semester to go. It was like halfway through semester one. And um, I got kicked off the softball team. I will say um, you think that you have teammates and stuff like that. And I was super I felt like picked on by my teammates there. Um, I just would get told on for like going out, like everything I was doing, the coach somehow knew, and I wasn't doing anything that my other teammates weren't doing just with like maybe a different group. And she just knew every single fucking thing I was doing. 
I think she just kind of fucking hated me. So um, she, I ended up getting kicked off for, you know, being out way too late doing things I definitely should have been doing. I, I will take, uh, I will take that. But um, what just sucks is I'm pretty sure my teammates like led her to that. And I thought that I was really, you know, cool with my teammates. Like I never thought they would take it that far, but I will say karma's a bitch. And if you're listening to this, you're probably somewhere fucking cold. Um, I don't know, hating your life somewhere. So karma's a bitch. I'll always remember that. Um, and those of you, you know who you are. Um, but anyway, I got kicked off the softball team. Um, that is kind of a regret, but I also got to go to Cleveland state and do two years at a division one. And to be honest, that was my goal from high school. I was like, I want to go to division one school. So, um, it kind of turned out into a good thing. Um, I also in my twenties, this is like my last year, right before I was going to graduate, like the semester before I was going to graduate from Cleveland. Um, I did get caught plagiarizing my last essay and I literally was like, Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. I got kicked off the other softball team, came here, played softball there. I have one semester left in my last, it was like the last month. I was like the last essay I fucking copy and pasted. I was just so senioritis and done that I was like, here, let me go on Google. And uh, luckily the guy was super cool. I was actually a really good student. Besides that, I, I actually can write really well. Um, and he was like, listen, I'm going to let you like redo this instead of reporting you. And I was like, thank you, sir. I love you. Thank you. So that sucks. Do not do that ever. Um, also when I was still in school, my last regret was I did kind of lead on somebody in Cleveland and I also led Taylor on, um, I regret that big time by the way I live my life now is I've lied a lot in small ways and in big ways in this one in this way but um lying always catches up to you I'm actually glad I learned that lesson early because now I just I'm like terrified of lying and I <laughs> never do it because it literally you guys it will catch up whether it's a month from the lie or 10 years, it will catch up to you. So like honesty is 100% the best policy. Um, obviously, I've worked through all that stuff with Taylor, but I feel super guilty to that other girl too. And nobody deserves that. So just just don't play people. Even though I was young, like I feel like that was super lame of me. Moving on. Once I graduated, I moved back to my parents' house. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I My mom was a teacher growing up her whole life, and she suggested that I take the CBET, C-B-E-T, to become a substitute teacher, um, which I was like, oh my God, that actually sounds awesome. I think you get like a couple hundred bucks a day. So I was like, cool, if I could pick up like a day or two, whatever, that sounded, I was like, that's that's great. I'm a, I'm a really hard worker add that on top of the other job that I had after I moved back. I was like, let's do it. Um, and I failed it twice. So I passed the English and the writing um, and I failed the math twice. I'm not surprised. I suck at math. But that was kind of like it hit me really hard because I was like, I literally just did five years of college. I couldn't even do it in four. And I can't even 
pass this basic English writing and math test. So that kind of put me down uh, for a little bit. Um, kind of fast forwarding to being in LA slash in San Diego, I did have some friends that I was pretty close with in LA. And I don't know, I just started getting this feeling that I was kind of like a surface friend. And when I moved to San Diego, I kind of felt used a little bit. And I kind of just cut these friends off. If you guys are listening to this, it's truly nothing personal. And I actually would love to kind of like reconnect. But I do regret just kind of like cutting it off and and fading away. I know friends come and go. So that's just a regret of mine. Um, Then COVID happened. That was just a bummer. And I was one of those people that really, really was like, woe is me. The world is awful. I was getting into like TikTok black holes. Um, I was like being very influenced by what I was seeing on um, online. Like I was like, that has to be facts. And now I'm fired up and now I'm hateful. And obviously I think to an extent, it's really good to be informed, but I think I was just relying on one resource to inform me on everything. And that's obviously not cool. And yeah, that was just like a really depressive time for me. And I think, you know, I think it was for everybody And it was really, really, really hard. Um, In my 20s, I want to say now around like 24, 25, Taylor and I did did move in together um, when we were in our 20s. And as you guys heard, if you go back to our like first couple episodes, it just did not work out. We were fighting super unhealthy. And um, I'm not proud of the way I handled things. And... um, I had to move out. And that, of course, was just like a bummer. I was like, I love her. And to be honest, I just felt sick with myself as well. I was like, I'm, you know, stooping to a level of of not being cool. And I think that, you know, your 20s are for figuring figuring things out. And and we didn't know if it was going to work. So I just I packed up and I moved out. And um, in the long run now, obviously, it was for the better. But at the time, you guys, let me tell you, I just felt like shit. I felt embarrassed my parents and my brothers like helped move me out and it was just it was just embarrassing all around so I'll I'll do that as a big loss um I did lose my nana which was my mom's mom in my 20s that was more when I was like 28 or 27 and um that was really hard for me to watch not only my nana but my mom go through that and it does put into perspective you know like we're not getting any younger my mom and my dad aren't getting any younger and um yeah we we miss her every day and and to go with that my grandfather also passed away who was my dad's dad and again it just really puts into perspective your lover who you're with now, your significant other, and that time's really short. And, um, you know, that you kind of do have to plan ahead. And those are, those are just not fun things that you want to think about, you know, when you're in your twenties and you're like, Oh shit, like I'm going to be a real adult here soon. And is there money set aside? Can I talk about this with my parents? Like, 
uh, should I talk about it with my siblings? Because especially like I'm the oldest, like it just made me feel like I kind of had to step into like a leadership and parenting role um, even quicker, essentially. So um, another loss, I'll call it. I don't want to call this a regret, but my sister moved away to Chicago while I was in my 20s. I think it was the year 2020, maybe 2021. And uh, we lived together for two years before that. And that was just like, it was so much fun. And I just really miss her. And I wish we were closer. But one thing I do know is life is really, you know, life is short, but you never know what happens. I mean, Taylor and I never thought we would be here in Arizona and liking it. So, um, you know, I have faith that maybe we'll be closer again. And I love Chicago's where she's at. And I am happy for her for having her own life. It just hurts as a sister to, to be far away. And I'm sure she feels the same way. So, um, Okay, huge regret, you guys. Brides, listen up. Girls, listen up. I don't even think I've told Taylor this, so she's not going to know unless she listens to this episode and she's not here right now. Um, You know, you're getting married. You're like, oh, my God, let me do this. Let me do this. Like, I want to look so good on my wedding day. I went to a place in San Diego and paid up front like a thousand dollars to get m sculpt done which is basically like you put these electric things on your stomach and it contracts them and like it gives you abs it does not give you abs that's a huge regret of mine that's a thousand dollars i could have gone gone towards flowers dj anything um so i recommend not doing that and um let's see Just spending money on random products. Get the products that you know. Once you find a product that works for you on your face, like keep it. Like some people I feel like just get all these new products because they like the shopping and they like the impulse. Um, And I have been one of those people. Same with makeup. One of my biggest regrets is I would like literally ask for a new palette for my birthdays or like get a new palette for myself like so often. Yeah, it's fun. And if you're like a big makeup girly, like do that. But I have learned get your favorite like one or two makeup looks and that's like your signature look. That would be uh, one of my regrets because I've just spent so much money on makeup. And once we decided to kind of minimize down, I got a lot of I got rid of a lot of really nice brands, really good makeup, but I just didn't use it as often anymore. And it actually was old anyway, but still, you don't want your shit to get old. You don't want to be wearing old makeup. So get your tops and stick with those. Um, And those are pretty much all my regrets for my 20s. So let's move on to... Um, my milestones and the highs in my 20s. And let me get another sip of rosé really quick. All right. And you know what's really sad, you guys, is I feel like I barely remember what I did for my 21st birthday. I brainstormed this episode. I can't. I, I literally still cannot even remember what we did. I, I'm sure I was still at Cleveland going to school because um, I was 21 there. I was going out to the bars there. Uh, since I played softball, January was kind of right before season started. 
It was also dry January. I swear to God, everybody is fucking sober for my goddamn birthday, and it's always cold. That's why for my birthday trip to Miami, my birthday's on Sunday the 14th, but I'm not going with all my friends until the week of the 18th, like on Friday when this episode's coming out because I was like, you, I know you guys are going to pretend to want to be sober, so I'm going to give you three weeks to be sober and be good, and then you need to come to Miami and have fun with me and do whatever you want to do. So I don't really remember what I did for my 21st birthday. Obviously, that's a milestone. I'm sure I maybe went and got a drink with some of my friends, um, but... But other than that, I'm sure I had practice the next day. Um, My cousin Charlie was born, I believe, in 2017. I'm not exactly sure what year, but um, he is like our light and joy of my mom's side back in L.A. And just thinking about it, we were so, so happy for him to come into our lives. He is just the cutest and I love him so much. I'm so glad that he he came into our lives during my 20s. Um, I did hit my first home run uh, at Youngstown when I was playing at Cleveland State. It was my first home run, my only home run ever in my career. Um, so I, I remember that very vividly. We won that game and it was freaking awesome. I graduated from Cleveland State with a sociology degree. Um, that was cool. It was just me and my parents who celebrated me. Um, well, actually, a lot of my cousins from Chicago flew out to like have a party with me and one of my coaches from my travel ball team. And um, that night at the club, I just remember was so much fun. I hold that memory like really close and dear to my heart. So thank you for everybody that came out. Uh, then I moved out to my parents' house and I got my first like job out of college, which was working at a spray tanning salon called Sugared and Bronzed. I absolutely love them. If you have them in your city, uh, please, please go to them. And I just felt like I was in my big girl era. I was working with a lot of women that were like my age. We were like 22, 23, 24. Um, and we just had fun. The clients were fun. I was working in Hermosa Beach. Hey, I'm repping right now my Hermosa hat. Um, And it was just, I was around a lot of cool girls. I was around a great manager. I was around, you know, the owners that, you know, I progressed really quickly. I was only there for about six months. And by the end of my six months, they asked me to manage the Beverly Hills location, which I ended up not taking because I got a job in San Diego, which is another one of my huge wins. Um, But they taught me a lot about selling, about running a business. And um, I absolutely love them. I can't rave. And like, I can't, I can't say any more good things about them. Um, I moved to San Diego, huge. Okay. So I'm from LA. I thought I was always going to be an LA girl. And then I moved to San Diego and I was like, Oh no. I was like, San Diego is where it's fucking at. There's way less traffic. It's so chill. You can show up to the bar in heels and a full face, or you can show up in your Uggs and, uh, sweatpants and everyone is so nice to you and everyone's a transplant which means like 
no, everybody that's there is not really from San Diego. And um, that was one of the best decisions of my life. San Diego has my heart. I feel like San Diego's home, essentially. And that's also where I got my first big girl job. I started out where I am now as an assistant. Um, this is also where I met a lot of my friends that I have today. And I, I literally thought, okay, I was going to get a corporate job. I'm going to work with all these old people that like I don't really get along with. I'm going to have to like my style is really going to suck. And that was not the case. I made like I'm most of the people I'm going to Miami with this weekend are friends from how I got this job. And what this job has taught me is like I I can't even like start listing it because I wouldn't have time in this episode. <laughs> Essentially, I learned how to snowboard when I was like 26, 27. I also went to my first Coachella um, with my friend Maddie. And if you guys don't know the story, we basically barely knew each other. And at the kitchen in our workplace, she was like, I'm going to Coachella. You should come. I didn't want to go, but she had a ticket. She had a tent. I ended up going. I'm now obsessed with all different types of music and festivals and especially Coachella. And me and Maddie are the best of friends. We've now been friends for, oh my God, Mads, like probably like five or six years. Um, she was in my wedding and that was a huge, huge uh, win, win for me going to Coachella with her. And then also I'm going to shout out Halls Balls. I love you, Chestnuts. Um, I opened my first credit card. Small win, huge win. Not easy. I now have two credit cards and um, that's something I was really excited about. Um, I also um, moved back in with Taylor in my 20s after we had issues um, and that felt really good to kind of get back to the lovey-dovey state and, and uh, you know, live together and play girlfriend and girlfriend or housewife and housewife or whatever it might be. Um, I also got engaged in my 20s to the love of my life. I love you, babe. While we were on our two-month trip to Europe, ever since I graduated high school, um, my mom told me that she went and studied abroad. I didn't get that opportunity due to softball. So um, I told Taylor, I was like, my goal is like, I need to go live in Europe. I don't care if it's one month, two months, six months, whatever it might be, but I need to go. I need to get this out of my system. And she was like, sure, if you want to do that, let's go. And she came with me. It was pretty challenging, I'm not going to lie, especially since we were moving around from country, or city to city, country to country, um, but it was a trip of a lifetime. I'm so happy that we did it, and hopefully maybe there's more in store in the next coming years that we'll do. I also bought my first house in my 20s. I'm really, really proud of this. Uh, it's in Coachella, California. Right now it's running as an Airbnb. Stay tuned. Taylor and I, of course, are here in Arizona deciding, do we want to go back to San Diego? Do we want to go live in our Coachella house? Whatever it might be. But um, I'm super proud of purchasing that. And um, I'm not a really good numbers girl. And buying a house just changes your whole perspective perception on it. My only advice is if you want to buy a property, the sooner you do it, the better. Um, the younger you do it, the better. I know it's not easy, but the, you know, you could put 5% down. There's different loans you can get. Um, and I'm really, really, really uh, happy about that one. Um, oh my God. And me and Taylor had a baby named Java 
who literally changed my life, added so much positivity to me and Taylor's life. And I don't know what I would do without him. That was one of the highlights of my 20s. Um, And lastly, of course, I got married um, at 29, one year left. Um, I had the most spectacular time at my wedding. I, everything went right. You guys, not one thing went wrong. And, um, it was the best day of my life. I'm obsessed with my dress. I literally put it on all the time and wear it. And, um, yeah, now I'm a whole ass wife. That is fucking wild. Um, And then we went to Bora Bora, which is a bucket list place. And we also did Argentina, which my heart was like really, really wanting to do. So I would say for my 20s, that was not bad. And that'll wrap up the regrets and wins for my 20s. I am going to go into some questions that I had you guys send in. Um... And then I'll go into what I'm excited for my 30s. So we're going to start light with the questions and then go into the more serious ones. What's my favorite music or my favorite song? This is a really good question because I really don't know. Who's my favorite singer? Justin Bieber. He's my favorite. I've seen him in concert a bunch. Saw him at Coachella. Um, But if I'm just on a road trip, what do I normally put on? I put old school R&B every time 90s rap that's what I listen to that's what I like to vibe to I really 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 like house music and most recently like during the day I play jazz all day or I play like lo-fi beats I'm really into the like no words just vibe out um And that's what I would say, but mostly house music. If I'm trying to get pumped up and want to feel good or while I'm getting ready or, um, you know, like what my heart wants and my body even wants, it's going to be house music for sure. Podcast suggestions. I love this one. So my favorite all time podcast is the skinny confidential with Lauren Bostic and Michael Bostic. I think that they cover a bunch of different topics. I love the aspect of like a female side and a male side. And um, I'm just really big into like health and wellness. And that's kind of like their jam. So I'm obsessed with them. I also really like the diary of a CEO. That's a good one. They have really interesting people on there. Um, I know a lot of people like to listen to podcasts to just kind of like chill. I like to listen to podcasts because I want to grow my knowledge and my brain. So I don't really have like chill ones. They're all something that I like want to learn and that I really need to be paying attention to. And I like to do that when I drive. I like to do that when I walk um, or when I'm at the gym sometimes. And then my last one, that is just the one that I listened to uh, pretty much the most recently is the No Vacancy Podcast by Natalie Palmer. And she is a short-term rental owner. So it's all about short-term rentals. I mean, they talk about midterm rentals and long-term renting. Just since I run the Airbnb uh, business, I like to be in the know with that kind of stuff. But um, she also has like really fun episodes where she talks about like horror stories and horrible guests and 
and and things like that, which uh, is super cool too. So I would check that out. What's my favorite meal? Oh my God, you guys. So I didn't mention this in like my wins for 20s, but I used to be such a picky eater. All I would eat was chicken nuggets, wings. I didn't even eat pizza. I was like, I don't like red sauce. I don't like melted cheese, even though that was like the like, you know, the person insecure about their body being weird about like uh, diet culture it was like melted cheese so bad for you. I don't eat vegetable. I still actually don't really eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, more veggies, not fruits though. But uh, I learned to eat sushi. I tried way more food in my 20s than I ever have. Um, but what my favorite meal is, and I'm going to give it to you from like start to finish. I like to start with a glass of red wine, a Malbec preferably, like not too sweet, more on the dry side, but like fully bodied Malbec. And then my preferred starter would be a hot Caesar salad or like Brussels sprout plate. Like that's like literally my mouth is watering. <laughs> Just thinking about this and Taylor and I are going out to dinner tomorrow for my birthday. So... <laughs> Um, I'm hoping this is on the menu and I, and I'm not even going to eat that whole starter. I just want like a bite or two. The key is it needs to be a hot Caesar. Like that's what I want. A hot, either the dressing's hot, the Brussels sprouts are hot, whatever you got to do to make that thing hot. That is what I want. Then I'm going to have another glass of red wine and I want a ribeye, no bone. So no bone in. And I want that to be medium with just salt and pepper and butter and thyme. That is my absolute favorite meal. And I truly, guys, can have just that. I don't need, I already had my hot Caesar. I don't need anything else um, other than my ribeye cooked medium. Um, and yes, I eat all the fat. That's where all the flavor is. That's my go-to. And then I'm going to have another glass of wine. So three is my top. And I have to have dessert, chocolate. Um, preferably a chocolate mousse, a chocolate mousse cake. If they have like a hot chocolate chip cookie, that'll do. But red wine and red meat to me and red wine and chocolate to me is heaven. If it's a, like a chocolate volcano type of thing, I'm down. Chocolate ice cream will work. Anything chocolate, that's going to be my jam. So there's my favorite meal <laughs> in, in lots and lots of detail. Okay. Now we're getting into a little bit more serious ones. Where do I get my confidence and what little rituals do you do to maintain your confidence? That is a great, great question. So I think the confidence thing comes from one, being in Capricorn. Like, sorry, I'm not going to tell you that I'm confident every day and I wake up every day so confident, but I think the hobbies of a Capricorn, or I'm sorry, I think the characteristics of a Capricorn are characteristics that make anybody confident. We're disciplined. You know, we're discipline builds confidence essentially. And I'm and I'm gonna go somewhere with this. So 
Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days that I don't feel confident, but kind of even when I went back to like, know your favorite makeup routine, know your style. I have always, always found joy in my style and in makeup. If you go onto my freaking Instagram or my Facebook and go back to like <laughs> my makeup and my outfits in college, they were not the business, but since I loved that look, like super black eyeshadow, like super dark stuff, but like that was my go-to look I wore every single day and it made me happy. So I w- I felt confident essentially. And I'm kind of like that right now. Like if you guys, you know, are looking at the reels that I'm posting for this week about my birthday episode, I have a little hat on, but I basically have one really basic makeup routine. It's my favorite foundation, my favorite uh, bronzer, my favorite lip combo. Um, I don't like to do too much eyeshadow anymore, but my, my signature thing is I love this winged eyeliner with some lashes. I know that's what I feel best in. So every time I do my makeup, which nowadays isn't that often, it's maybe once or twice a week to film, <laughs> uh, especially now that we're here in Arizona and alone. Um, but this is what makes me feel confident, essentially. Also, I work out pretty much every single day. If I don't work out, I'm on a walk. Um, I think that getting out of the house and interacting with other people, even if you're just walking into the gym, um, even if you are going into a store to drop off a package to go get a juice, whatever it might be, getting out of the house and doing things like that is going to make you more confident. And it's just going to put you in situations that might feel uncomfortable. And um, I'm also doing this thing right now where I make sure I make eye contact with everybody that I'm passing in the store, on the street, whatever it might be. And that will help you build your confidence because I do feel like, you know, confidence slips. And I like to do these things to make sure that I, um, you know, I remain confident. Um, Let's see what other things to do to be confident wear what you want I kind of touched on that one but wear whatever you want even if it's not like the right thing uh or if even if it's not in trend I think you should always just be wearing what you want and just tell yourself you're the best babe you're good babe you don't even need to be like filming yourself to feel confident you know what I mean I I think um I think that's a big one and and I think this is a really hard thing to do but surround yourself with people that feel good about themselves. They don't even need to be confident, but people that know they're good people and you know they're good people, I think being around people like that will make you feel better. Kind of like I mentioned earlier in this episode in college, it just felt like so much competition with either my teammates, with other girls there, with guys there even. And I think just being around wholesome people will build yourself confidence. So I hope those things help. I kind of wish I had a better answer. Um, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm an advocate for the workout thing. I don't care if you're working your ass out hard or not, but getting out of the house and doing something for yourself is huge. Also cooking for yourself. I think caring about what goes into your body, you don't need to be cooking the healthiest thing either, but it's like a ritual. Like, you you know, back in the day, we used to have to go hunt things and then we would reward ourselves by eating them. It's kind of the same, like your brain kind of thinks the same way. No, you're not hunting, but like 
you cutting stuff, putting them in a pan. It's a way to show that you love yourself. And I think uh, that's a good way that you can try and build confidence. Okay, guys, this is a good one. What procedures have you had done? Um, so I get Botox on my forehead. I'm actually really, really trying to not do that anymore. And I just gave in. I literally went two days ago before I go to Miami for my 30th. But I was like, I'm 30. But I'm really trying to move away from no more uh, Botox. But I do get it in my forehead. I've gotten it in my crow's feet before. And I absolutely did not like it. So I don't do that anymore. And I used to get Botox above my lip to do a lip flip. But I also did not like the way that that looked either. So I do filler in my lips. Um, I mainly do it on my top lip because my bottom lip is decent, but I, I do have some right now in my bottom lip. Um, I love filler. I, I absolutely love it. I have never tried it anywhere else in my face, but um, I think, you know, if you don't like your lips, do it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think that that's a big deal. Um, I do have hair extensions in, which now that I'm 30, you guys, I'm going to be moving to shorter hair, which I thought was a good idea. Now I'm getting nervous. I already made the appointment, but hey, we'll try it out. I could always get more extensions, right? This was something that actually boosted my confidence so much. My hair never grew past my shoulders. And, you know, some people want fake boobs. Some people want a nose job. For me, I literally got new hair and my my confidence skyrocketed. So, um, yeah, my luscious 22s. I love them very much. Um, I do the Morpheus 8 on my face. I've only done it once. I'm going in for my second one um, a couple weeks after Miami at the end of January. But I will say I it was rough the first couple weeks because... I started breaking out and I never break out, but it's because, you know, the needles are punching in with the Morpheus. It brings out all the impurities and, um, I'm, I'm loving it. I feel very glowy. I, I, I feel like my skin is tightened. Um, and then a lot of my close family and friends know I did this and I haven't shared this. So whoever asked this question, good one about like 10 months before the wedding, September, I think it was December of 2022. I did a procedure called air sculpt, which I heard from the skinny confidential podcast, which is basically liposuction when you're awake. And I did my chin. I got my chin lipoed and I got my arms lipoed, which you can't really see in this sweater, but I've always been super insecure about my arms. I played softball and every time I lifted weights, my arms never got smaller. They would get bigger and buffer. So um, I did the air sculpt. Again, it's a wake lipo. They basically just suck the fat out of the areas you get. And I did my chin and I am obsessed. I love, love, love it. Being awake is super fucking freaky, but um, I'm obsessed with my arms and my chin after doing it. Basically, that's just areas of fat where I wasn't able to get rid of it on my own. And um, 
yeah. So I did that. That was pretty gnarly. Recovery kind of sucked. You have to wear like this compression chin mask. And <laughs> if you guys were on my Instagram, you probably saw for a while my face was like kind of fucked up because they hit like it's normal. But like my nerve got irritated when from when they went in and, and did it. Um, but it was 100 percent worth it to me, honey. And uh, I would do it again. And I plan on doing it again, but probably not till after kids. So moving on, when to bring up issues with your partner. Somebody said they have kids and it's really hard to find the time. Listen, Taylor and I don't have kids, so I really don't know if this will help you. But I don't I don't go to Taylor with my issues right away. Um, I like to be very mindful, especially with work and when you focus. I think that maybe what would be a good idea is to set a time where you guys talk one-on-one once a week and let your partner know like, hey, this time is to check in and or bring up any issues I might have. Now, of course, there's some issues you might want to bring right away. But for the most part, if you have an issue and you feel like reacting, it's good to kind of sit back and wait anyway. Um, if you have kids, to be honest... If you guys have a good track record of once you bring it up to your person and you pretty much talk it through and squash it, drag them into the closet. Talk about it. I like to wait towards the end of the day. I actually sometimes like to wait until we're like in public. So it's kind of like even the combo has to go faster because it's like we both know we want to have a good time and enjoy our dinner or whatever it is like I wouldn't do it like in front of people but um I think that that might be a good one too so that's my feedback there and then what are my goals for 2024 great question my main goal is to be more direct I feel like as a Capricorn that's my natural state um I feel like I could do a better job at it um other goals for 2024 um the podcast i really want to get this going would love to get some more followers on um the instagram page and on the tiktok page if you guys are listening please follow us on spotify and share with your friends if you know you feel like if they like this even if they weren't married like send it to them please i'd really appreciate it uh if i could get you know up to 5,000 followers by the end of this year. I think that that would be a huge win. Um, I also want to explore more artistic options. I'm a very artistic person. I actually know how to paint and draw really well. So I want to get into that a little bit more. Taylor and I's goal is to buy another property. Now, whether or not that's going to be our forever home or another investment property, that's another goal for 2024. Uh, Save up some money for that. And then uh, non exhausting travel is a huge one for me. We've been doing these trips that have been, you know, once we get there, we're like, ah, damn, we should have planned this a little bit better. Um, I think like quick three day trips within the U S is perfect. Four day trips, like anything more than three to four days. I feel like that's too much. Even, you know, going to Miami, we have plans, um, Friday night and then a yacht on Saturday and then I'm going to call it like I'm good if we you know I only need to go out one night and and that's huge and uh, lastly one of my goals for 2024 is um, to make my own desserts I'm a huge sweet tooth girl I like one of my problems is I would eat like somewhat healthy or at least like whole foods all day but then still eat ice cream or a candy bar um, at night and I just want to get better at like maybe making healthier desserts that's that's just one of my things um, okay and the last thing we're gonna do, Last thing we're going to go over is what I'm excited for for my 30s. So I just gave you my full like 
2024 goals, but here's my 30 goals for like what's going on over the next 10 years. And I wrote these down, so I'm going to read them to you guys. Um, Growth in different relationships, especially with my family. I just feel like dynamics are changing. I'm getting to know my parents in different ways, my aunts and uncles, my cousins in different ways. I've been meeting new cousins and things like that. So I'm really excited to see where those relationship goes. I'm really, really excited to have kids. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but that's one of my main goals for my 30s is I do want to start building a family with Taylor. And I think that also goes into like seeing my relationship change with my parents and my friends. I'm excited for any new uh, friends and new family that we welcome into. I have two of my cousins getting married this year. I cannot wait to welcome some new people into my family. And then whoever, you know, my siblings decide to get married to or bring it to the family. Um, I'm just, I'm all about connection to family right now. So um, I am hoping by the end of my 30s that we can have a couple properties under our belt. My, I want to say by the end of 30, like maybe four or five. Um, that's something that I know is changing right now, but I got my foot in the door with the Coachella place and we'll kind of see maybe if that's something we want to do. Um, more travel. Taylor and I really want to hit up Japan, uh, Australia, Africa, places we've never, uh, never been. And I don't want babies to hold that up. Um, I, I want to see where the podcast goes. If it's not the podcast, I'm looking into starting some sort of business. I don't know exactly what that's going to be, but I'm really, really, um, motivated to find other sources of income, um, I, you know, that's, that's something that's really, really important to me and which is why I'm trying to dabble in all these things right now so I can see like what I can lock down. I'm excited for new friends. I want to explore some new hobbies. I also wrote down exploring creativity. Um, I'm really excited to explore new foods now that I'm not like being a pussy with trying new foods anymore. Like that's one thing that I want to try new foods. I want to cook new foods. Um, I'm really excited to see how it feels to be in your 30s with your self-worth, with where you are in the world. Uh, I think that it's, you know, from what I hear, it's like, you know who you are, you know what you want. Um, and just being more in tune with myself is what I'm, what I'm really excited for. And that's all that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for being interested, even to listen to this episode. Um, happy fucking Friday. Uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing me go buck wild on my stories in Miami and, um, cheers. Happy fucking Fridays, you guys.